Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Friday, September 29th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Uh, this is a long weekend for us, as tomorrow's Truth and Reconciliation Day. Yes. We get the Monday off being a federally regulated industry. We do. Lots of people don't get that day off, though. My kids have school. Which is odd. It's like the only day of the year where the, I work. I don't have to work and they have school. Odd. Yeah. The schools tend to have a lot of other days off, so that's a bizarre one. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. Lots of them. Uh, you're off. You're out of here for the long weekend? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm flying out to Toronto. To go help my parents close up the the cabin out there. So yeah, we're gonna um, just catch up and visit and take the dock job? out and do uh, taking the dock out is a big job. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my parents are getting older, so to be able to help them out with that kind of stuff is always good. Nice. You get to spend some time together and get That's something it. done in the meantime. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they normally close up the cabin the weekend after Thanksgiving, but we actually have a band gig that weekend. Mm-hmm. So this was the weekend that I can help. I'm gonna winterize a bunch of stuff for them and get it all ready. So, so if you want help, it's got to be this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it'll be awesome. Yeah, should be nice there. It's supposed to be in the 20s still. So wow. Yeah, we're having some nice fall weather here, too. We are. Very relaxing weekend. I'm so tired this morning, and I don't like to complain about being tired, because everyone's tired. Yeah. Um, but I was out real late last night. I'll explain why in just a moment. Yes. And I've like, almost felt, like, drunk this morning. I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. when you're overtired, you feel kind of drunk. You it, do. Sometimes it makes for a great radio show, because you're just, like, you're, I don't know, you're less inhibited? Is that yeah. a word? Yeah, well, we've talked about before how... The joke is that you have really great shows when you're hungover too, and it's the same with when you're that overtired that you feel drunk. It's because you, it's it just looser. takes off that little edge. Yeah, yeah, loosens you up a little bit. And it was a fun show today. McKenna called. She said, "You guys are having a good show this morning." So, oh nice. But there are some parts that are maybe a little unhinged, and you can blame that on my. Yep. A little loopy. <laughs> my current mental state. I, I'm I'm pretty tired today too. So when the two of us are that tired, it's oh. a good combo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're gonna talk about the most attractive qualities. Uh, in a potential partner, or at least what we feel are the most attractive qualities. Yes. A root beer conspiracy? Mm-hmm. We have an argument about an etymology. Gets good. Yeah. Gets good. I mean, yeah. That and more on today's show, after you're out of context clip of the show. Maybe I should Your consider getting some Costa Rican jugs. <laughs> <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Do you remember your first concert, Shauna? Yeah. What was it? Spice Girls. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's it was appropriate okay. for the time and age you were, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was lawn seats, and it was my sister who really wanted to see the Spice Girls, and I got to go with. Um, but yeah, that was my favorite, or my first concert. Probably would have been a good show. Yeah, I don't no. really remember it very well. I really don't. <laughs> How but, old were you? Uh, I, that was, I was pretty young. Yeah? Yeah. I don't even remember exactly the age. My first was Kiss. 
Oh, that's awesome. That was a fun first concert. I want to say I was maybe 11. My so stoked to hear that. Loves Kiss, doesn't he? Loves Kiss. And it was such a spectacle that, yeah, I was just blown away by it. Oh, I think I was yeah. about 11. Well, anyway, I took my son, Bo, who's eight, to his first concert last night. We came down to the Dome to see Iron Maiden play. That's so... What a... Oh, first concert. <laughs> yeah, it was a ton of fun. Iron Maiden is one of my all-time favorite bands, and Bo's really gotten into them, too. That's so amazing. They came here, I don't know if it was three, four years ago. He was pretty young, and tickets were expensive, and I was like, oh, should we go? Should we not? Maybe it's too much money. And I said, if they ever come back, Bo, then we'll go. Uh, and he remembered. That's so amazing. They came back through, and uh, yeah, we were down there last night. It was a great show. It was oh, fun. that's great. Just like seeing his excitement. Yeah. He was so excited walking in because he'd never been in that kind of like big concert atmosphere before. And then like when they came out on stage, his, like I posted I a video imagine. to my Instagram story, and he was just like... He was giggling, you know. It was that's awesome. Yeah, was, setting him off on the right foot, and it's funny because that's a question that people always ask: is what's your first concert? And if you have a lame answer, it sucks. Like Spice yeah. Girls, kind of sucks. I'm like, I don't. I wish I could say it was something else. <laughs> well, I got such a nice message from your boyfriend Cliff last night because when I posted this to Instagram, he must have seen it, and he said, "As a lifetime gift you gave him, he will always be able to say his first concert was a real classic." Totally. So that's that is a huge. It's a huge, huge gift to give him. So that's great. I'm Pretty tired this morning, but it was definitely worth it. Worth it. Also, he and Bo and I were laughing because he's like, there's going to be Terry's there, aren't there? And I was yeah. like, oh, there are going to be Terry's, Bo. Was it a Terry Fest? Oh, my God, Shauna, was oh. it a Terry Fest? Terry loves Iron Maiden. Yeah. Not quite as much as he loves ACDC, obviously, yep. or Metallica, Guns yep. N' Roses, but he loves Iron or Maiden. Or Kiss in Vegas, man. When we saw Kiss in Vegas, that was the, the biggest Terry Fest I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, I imagine. I yeah. imagine. It was a full-on Terry Fest last night, though. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Bo kept point. Look, Dad, look at that Terry. <laughs> There'd be some long hair giving the devil horns. Amazing. <laughs> Did anyone take yeah. their shirt off, though? He, Bo's like, I think that guy down in the floor has his shirt off. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Probably the same guy I saw at Kiss in Vegas. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. There's this ad on TV right now for a play that's playing at the, I think it's at the Jube called Hades Town. And I don't know what it's about, but every time I hear it, all I hear is 80s Town. So it's Hades as in like the underworld? Yes, yes. Uh, but I can't hear that and I don't ever hear that. And all I hear is 80s town every time. And I think about what a nightmare that production would be. Uh, my boyfriend Cliff would absolutely love 80s town. I would not. Cliff, I just, oh, I would also not love 80s town. I would that not. Was, it's not a decade. Like the music in that decade. I, I'm sorry. The I, music, the fashion. The fashion was awful. The vehicles. The, I was going to say the vehicles were terrible. Everything about the 80s. I'm sorry. Like it, not a good. No. It was a dark period stylistically. No matter really what was. people who grew up in the 80s tell you, no mm -hmm. matter what hipsters who are trying to recreate that energy today will tell you. Yes. It was dark. Yep. So to recreate that in production form would not be good. Like, I just envisioned a musical that would not be good. Or, like, living in 80s town. It would be awful. Like, would be I know. <laughs> just, oh, man. Like, this would be playing, first yep. of all. Like, no. It's 80s town. Huge. <laughs> oh, God. Huge poodle hair. Hammer pants. Bad jackets. Shoulder pads everywhere. Boxy vehicles. Warrant. Mustache. Poison. The longest bums you've ever seen. Wake me up before you go-go playing on repeat. Seriously, these bums are minimum 18 inches. <laughs> Hypercolor shirts that zone in on your sweaty armpits. Anatomically, how do these bums even work? How do you fit that on a toilet seat? 
If you're ever hungover, you don't want to go outside. Blinding color everywhere. Is that why some toilet seats are elongated? They're more oval than other ones because of 80s bums? The, the, sub, the subway long buns. It's a wonder for what everyone. What do you even do with a pooper that long? What was You're going wagging. on in the 80s? You're wagging. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. This video came down my feed recently on the topic of balding. Oh. Because they're really good at sending you videos that you want. It's called For You, right? On TikTok, it's the For You page. Right. Like, hey, you're balding. Yeah. Here's a video about bald guys. Yeah. But in the, in the comments, I didn't know this. I guess it's fairly common knowledge. Which country is famous for performing hair transplants? Did you know this, Shauna? Do you know which country around the world is like the hair transplant capital? It's like Italy or something? No. No, where? It's Turkey. Oh. And I didn't know this, but everyone in the comments on this video were talking about hair transplants in Turkey. I had no idea. Yeah. No, interesting. I mean, I know a few people who have traveled for other cosmetic procedures, right? Mm -hmm. Girl I know got her boobs done in Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. Which I think it was like... Still way cheaper than doing it here, even with like the two week stay in Costa Rica to recover. It'd be a nice place to recover, wouldn't totally. it? Totally. Stay on a beach. Maybe I should consider getting some Costa Rican jugs. <laughs> <laughs> go and get, go and get my new boobs from Costa Rica. Oh, oh nice new jugs, Shauna. Oh, thank <laughs> you. They're Costa Rican. The Co rest of me is Canadian. But <laughs> Costa Rica is famous for coffee and boobs. So obviously, <laughs> go get your, go get your boobs and your coffee. Great. No. Uh, anyway, I know there are lots of Amer Americans in the South, too, who will drive across the border into Mexico for their dental work. Oh, okay. Because so many uh, Mexican dentists are American-trained. Interesting. Went to American universities, dental schools, and then yeah. it's just, like, way cheaper to get their work done there. Interesting. I know, like, McKenna considered for her boobs to go to Mexico, um, but she figured that, like, if something were to go wrong on the off chance there were to be a complication or something, she would want to be in the Canadian healthcare system. Right. But I remember it was like way, we looked into it, it was way cheaper than than having it done here, even like with the travel and stay in Mexico. So with, so there's an option for you too. Consider some Mexican jugs. You, now, are we talking, are we talking like jugs, like with two G's and two Z's? Like how big are you talking? I No, I'd probably go moderate. Like I wouldn't want them to. Just jugs. Yeah, just jugs. Because right. I don't want it to hurt my back, right? Mm. Like I don't want it. Yeah. No. You can no, start no. training your core now. I could. There's. I do have a pretty strong core, actually, so maybe they'd be okay. I just, uh, I've, I've heard some things about, like, trying to strap those in, even on, like, on a boat and stuff. My friends with the giant jugs. My friends with the jugs. <laughs> those ones. Yeah, those are, those are hard on you. The aftermarket ones don't move as much. Oh. They kind of support themselves. You don't do really they? have to wear a bra, I don't think. That's fair. Um, it would still see, be a lot of weight on your front, though. You'd have to kind of counterbalance it with your, maybe I'd need to get a, a good old, uh, Implant on my ass as well. Mm. Mm. Just balance it out. I, I think they call it a cantilever. Yeah. Counterweight. Excuse me. That's that's it. Counterweight. Yeah. In my head, there are like there are boobs, and yes. then there are jugs, right? And then there are you said jugs with two G's and right. two Z's. Okay. So those are the three different yeah, yeah. The categories that I put them in. Yeah, like the, uh, the Z size jugs as well. Mm -hmm. I have another friend who went to Mexico to get a nose job, a rhinoplasty. And uh, when he came back, like, I guess it takes a while for it to heal and everything. But at first he didn't look that different. And he had all these photos of him, like, all bruised up and stuff, like, bandaged, laying in the hospital, recovering. And I was like, are you sure they didn't just punch you in the face a bunch down there, man? I was talking about this, yeah. <laughs> we were like, are you sure he weren't just had? Yeah, they just came and they needed your face to punch up. and they put you to sleep. That and was the it. doctor's like, anybody want to punch a gringo? Yeah.
We got one out here. He's going to be out for the next hour. Oh, <laughs> coming man. Giving him a shot. Yeah, I'd be concerned about if I was going to get my Costa Rican jugs, would they just do that? They'd be like, all right, we're just we're going to play with these fake jugs for a while while she's under. And then everybody who wants who wants to play with them. We got some real jugs. Look at the size of these ones. Everyone come touch them. Which country is it that's famous for the Brazilian butt lifts? It's not Brazil. I'm almost certain it's not Brazil, but there is a country where people travel to to get to get new butts. Yeah, I forget we talked about that too, and I don't remember which country that was. We were laughing so hard because of the the plane ride home, right? Because you can't yeah, you sit can't down sit for a bit. You can't sit on them. So, and the, this one place <laughs> is known for it, so everybody coming back on the plane can't sit on their ass. Instead, they're all facing <laughs> the seat. Hello, looking at the people behind them. Yeah, sorry, I got I got one of them implants. I can't sit on it. New so foofer. New I'm just going to stare gonna right used. at your face while I strap in this way. Is that okay? <laughs> this is an eight-hour flight. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a long We're one for, for all a long of us. Haul. What you watching? <laughs> Can I watch as well? Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. I love that. That's a good one. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I was cooking up some breakfast yesterday and I looked at my spatula and I was like, that's a weird word. Is it ever? Spatula. I never stopped to think about that. No, it's a, it's really wordy for what it is too. It's like, why do we have to call it a spatula? It's weird. So I have a question. Yes. Are we referring to the same kitchen utensil? Because there are, in my mind, two different things that both bear the name spatula. What's okay. Well, the, think of the thing that you would use to flip a pancake. Mm -hmm. That's a spatula. Okay. Then what's the one that's like a, it's like a rubber blade that's used to like clean the inside of a bowl. Uh, that's a spatula to me. That's also a spatula. But they're two different things. Right? Yeah, you're right. They both but, but they both get called a spatula. Yeah. Which is the actual spatula? That's a good question. Um, both of them, they kind of look similar when you think about it, though. But they're for different things. Like this one is clearly for, yeah. for scraping out oh, a bowl or one tub. One is rubber and one is not, right? So the rubber one is obviously easier for scraping out. But they they're both, different shapes, though. Yeah, they're, when you think about it, though, look at it closer. It's very similar. One just is bent and one's not, right? I don't know. This yeah. one's metal. Mm -hmm. This one's rubber. This one's clearly for flipping and this one's clearly for scraping. But they both have like a holder and then they have a, a square thing at the end. One is bent, one's not. We can settle and the spatula in... debate another time nope, if you want. I know you want this right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but so spatula, the word, comes from the Latin word for a broad blade or a of wood or metal. Okay. So when you think about it, both of those would kind of apply, right? Because it's just a broad blade. That's essentially what spa spatula means. But it comes from spatha. But spatha was also used to refer to a specific kind of longsword. So spatula literally means little longsword or little broad-bladed sword. Okay. So, which is kind of awesome, actually, when you think about it. But the root also evolved into the word spade, right? And when you think about it, broad that it has mm -hmm. that broad out as well. So that's where a spade coming from. But spatula actually literally means little longsword. So I'm never going to look at my spatula the same way again. I'm going to look at that thing and be like, give me that little longsword. Did you know in the Makes First World War? feel way more badass. In the First World War, uh, when rifles had bayonets, uh, the bayonet often wasn't super effective for, for close combat because it would get stuck in somebody. Mm. Um, so soldiers would use their spade. They would have the rifle in one hand and the spade in the other, and they would kind of cleave with the spade. Yeah. And if you get someone between the neck and the shoulder with a spade, you could really do some damage, especially if it's sharp. That's nasty. And they had the spades, of course, from digging trenches, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was more effective in close combat than the bayonet in some instances. Crazy. Um, now I'm picturing people going after each other with spatulas. 
not nearly not as effective, effective as a weapon. As well, and as, no. what kind of a spatula are you picturing? Uh, both. Metal would be a little harsher than the. Uh, oh, this is going to bother than me. Than the rubber one for sure, though. This is going to bother me. It's we the need same names, looking thing. Names. Just one really has a bend and one two doesn't. Tools. I know, but they're used for different things. But they look the same when this you break it down. This pisses me off. I'm sorry. It's still it's something that's a broad <laughs> blade of wood or metal or rubber in this instance. Spatula. Nope. Ass is chapped. Nope. Little long sword. That's what I'm gonna. That's when I, when you go and you wake up tomorrow and you're making breakfast and you're flipping your pancakes with that thing. Think of it as a little long sword. Okay. I don't flip pancakes you're with a, a spatula. Over I clean there. out the bowl with it. It's a what different What do you flip tool. pancakes with? Then? A flipper. You call it a flipper. Yeah. Mm, nope, it's also a spatula. Oh, I'm chapped. Yep. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Justin, who hosts X Middays here, uh, had another can't look cool doing item. Oh, yeah. He suggested yesterday. Yep. Uh, driving the wrong way down a one way street. That is a devastatingly uncool move. You cannot look cool doing that. He said he was coming into work yesterday. There was a guy going the wrong way down McLeod. Mm, okay, that's like, oh, that's terrifying. Had his hazard lights on and was struggling wow. to figure out how to turn it around. Like some of the smaller side streets that are one ways, that's one thing, but McLeod? That's a pretty major frig up. How do, ooh, geez. Occasionally, you'll see some like a video of someone on Deerfoot going the wrong oh way. My God, it's like, yeah. how do you do that? I don't know. I don't, the on-ramps don't go that way. So I used to go a certain way into work, and it was down the one way just up up from us here. And I actually stopped doing that because there were so many people who would be going the wrong way. Really? And I, I hate to say it, but we get down here at a weird hour, and I think there were some people who maybe had a couple too many drinks uh, and we were driving yeah. at that time of morning. And it was so scary, and it happened so many times that honestly I stopped taking that way to work. So I was like... Yeah, I don't want to go head on with somebody who's going the wrong way down a one way. It's also like a Calgary rite of passage to turn on to 7th Street. 100%. Which is just for the C trains. Yes. But I I did it when I moved here. Me and too. it's just the worst feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, am I dumb. Yep. A friend of ours got wedged in between two C trains when he did that. <laughs> and he could bad. move nowhere. And everybody at the C train station was just staring at him. And everyone on the trains? What's going and on? Everybody oh, there's on the some trains. Goof. And. <laughs> Hilariously, though, one dude looked at him and was just like, oh, like, he's like, don't give him trouble. He's had a couple drinks, man. Don't worry about it. And he yelled that to my friend, and my friend kind of chuckled a bit. was like, thanks for that, man. <laughs> nope. Just am an idiot. When I, where I grew up, there weren't a lot of one-way streets, so I had to kind of get used to them when I moved to Edmonton first. And I remember it was a beautiful day, and I was driving, I was, I was sitting in an intersection trying to turn into traffic. Uh, and I had my window down and my music up, and everyone on this patio out the driver's side window had stopped talking and drinking their beers to oh, look at no. me. And I was like, what? Yeah. What is it? And then I noticed, oh, I'm the wrong way down a one-way here, mm-hmm. and just instantly soaked in sweat. Yep. You just, yeah, you there's no one on earth who can make can that not, look cool. No, if Lenny Kravitz is wedged in between two C trains, he's not oh, looking man. cool going the wrong way down a one way. Like, I still have that feeling from when I was sitting there and everybody saw me. I'm surprised you're even associated with me, Shauna, after such a loser I'm, move. Like, I'm surprised you're listening to this. You listen to a loser like me who did that? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> What's wrong with I'm, you? I'm going to leave, actually. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Double TV tropes for you, Beckler, that I saw on a show I was watching last night. Sure. Can I add one as well? You can. All right. Why don't you go ahead? Okay. The first one, hustling down the hallway and talking. 
the hustle, ho- the, the walk the, and talk, the walk and talk. Anytime somebody is in a position of power, right, or importance, they always have serious discussions while hustling down the hallway. They can't possibly stop for two seconds to have this little discussion. They too must busy. I'm too. I'm far too important for this. Did you ever okay. watch The West Wing? I did not watch The West Wing. If you're the type of person who got motion sickness, I don't know if you could watch The West Wing because, like, the whole the whole show is shot walking through the hallways of the White House. And Seriously, it happens. Oh yeah, the, the whole I'm thing far is too important and busy with important business things than to pause. What would you like as you're walking down the hallway? Yeah, and then so they just get in, intercepted by aides yeah. who then say something, hand them a file, and then yep. they, they disappear and someone else joins. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Always the file folder. Walk yeah, yeah. they don't ever have any meetings at any desk. They don't need offices. They really don't. Just do all of your business while walking down the hallway. Do you think that actually happens anywhere? I don't I think, think so. Any of the office buildings downtown, the big important people are just burning up the hallways. No, like you can steps. pause for two seconds. You know, it's even awkward. Like you're going to run into people if you're trying to look at them and walk at the same time and try and actually do business. It's no. Walk with me. Walk with me now. Yeah. Um, I got this one in front of the show, Kyle. Okay. Uh, and he said, in, in in so many action movies, a character, if you get shot kind of in your flank, like in your side, yes, you're you're required to hide it from the rest of your your group, right? right and then someone will one. notice later on, yeah. you're hurt. Yes. They'll say, it's just a flesh wound. Totally. That <laughs> is a good one. get shot right here in the side, yep. you're not allowed to tell anybody. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> you have to pretend that you didn't get shot. No, you no. can get shot other places and like proclaim it to people, but that's the puss shot. So if you get shot there, it's just like, no, that's not important enough. Get shot in the arm or the leg, you can react. You can. Yeah, but, but if you get shot in the flank, you have to hide that's it. That's <laughs> soft. No, everybody gets shot there and they don't ever acknowledge it. So there you go. That's a good one. Uh, and then the last one is a character is at a bar or a restaurant and they go to the server to order and they say, y'all have this and keep them coming. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Have you ever said keep them coming to a Never. bartender? Never in my life no. have I heard other people say that. It's not something that you normally would do. That's not a thing. Like, just keep them coming. How many drinks are you planning on having? You know what I mean? Like, I've never been that bummed out then again. Yeah, maybe I I'll, so. Maybe if I ever get real bummed out. Fair. I'll go and do a keeper common. Yeah, and you sit at the bar all hunched over, and then you just look at the bartender and, yeah, I'll have another whiskey and keep them coming. Sometimes they'll even just leave the bottle. Yeah. Also, never seen that in all my drinking days. I don't no. think bartenders are just going to hand you the bottle. No, because they normally weigh them. They this is important. Yeah, they can't just give you the full bottle. To that's illegal, right? <laughs> like you can't. <laughs> AGLC down. is going to be knocking at your door right away here. Overserve me. I'm pretty depressed. Yeah. Overserve me, please. Keep them coming. <laughs> Here you go, sir. And then the big, just, the, you know, the bang on the... Yeah. There it is. Ugh. Take the bottle. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Whoa. That's the conspiracy corner music. This has been a week of conspiracies. We've been all over it. Might have been fairly inconsequential, though, like conspiracies about really dumb things. Well, that's fine. That's... <laughs> Still a conspiracy. This is another one of those. Dumb conspiracies. Okay. So to be familiar with this one, you'd probably need to spend quite a bit of time online. And you'd have to understand there's this new idea popping up online about root beer. Oh. Specifically the company's Mug and Barks. Okay. And their advertising. So I've seen several people online now claim that these companies are unique and that they've never really advertised or competed against each other. That they were just kind of happy to own their respective shares of the market Interesting. And share in the success of like root beer as a whole. Okay. And that that makes them for some reason good companies, wholesome companies. 
hmm. with a conscience or like, I don't know if it's like a feel good memory of about root beer in our childhood or something. They made enough money to just be satisfied having that. Okay. And unlike the rest of these companies, they don't have to advertise, mm-hmm. which is kind of a weird claim because it's not like advertising is moral or immoral, right? No. The content of the ad matters, but businesses advertise. It's, yep. it, that's what they do. But the claim also isn't true. Like, I definitely remember Barks commercials on TV when I was growing up. I can picture the actor who was in them, and we all know their slogan, right? Do you know Barks' slogan? Barks has has bite. Barks has bite. Right. It's not printed on their packaging. The only way we would know that Mm. is from their advertising. Interesting. Yeah. I don't, when it comes to mug, I don't remember any specific commercials, but I looked it up, and there were all kinds of. TV commercials for mug. So it's just a straight then. up lie. So it's just a lie. Done. Okay. And it's a really weird lie at that too. Like everybody online is celebrating the, these two companies and the fact that they don't advertise. Weird. Which one isn't true. And if it was true, I don't know why that would be worthy of celebration. No. So my theory is that these companies have planted a bit of native advertising mm-hmm. online. Yep. And they are now, you know, pushing out that message themselves Just to get people talking. About we don't ever advertise. We're, you know, we're good companies. We don't yeah. advertise, Okay. but you, you did. Yeah. You totally did. I remember it. And also you're kind of doing it right now. I can totally see it. Aren't you? You're right. They planted their own little rumor about this and everybody's yeah. exploded about it. And it's not even true. Cause the internet now loves latching onto this, about it. Yep. you know, and spreading, you know, legend of these, whether it's an actor who's, you know, legendarily good or Being company. Wholesome. wholesome that yeah, that's right. So mm. it's now it's Barks and Mug, All right. which also just isn't true. If you like root beer, drink the root beer. But it's, horse crap. It's horse crap. On the plausibility scale, Shauna, how many packs of wheat gum from the dollar store out of 10 do we give this? I'm going to give this 15 to 16 packs of wheat gum. Absolutely. It's quite a bit, yeah. Gum is weaker, too. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We talked a while back, Beckler, about the most unattractive quality in a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. And I was asking you, I said, what's the most unattractive like quality for a woman? I think I said arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. And I was talking about jealousy and how mm-hmm. that's a really unattractive quality for me. And then I got thinking about it. And I was like, what about the most attractive quality in a woman to you? And again, this is mm. personal, right? Because everybody's going to have different things that they they value. Right. Um, so Other than just, being hot, obviously. It's so hot. So if I were to ask you that straight up, yeah, what would be the most attractive quality in a woman? I mean, you could say a couple because it might yeah. be tough to narrow down here. but And there are easy answers, you know, like confidence, sense of humor, that sort of thing. Yeah. But I want to give you a more interesting answer than that. Okay. Um, and I, there are going to be some people who take this the wrong way. It's just bound to happen, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but sweetness, can I say that? Yeah. It's a, maybe it's not the best word to use, but like people who just have a nice way about them. You know, that's one of the things I was attracted to about McKenna is she just has a very like pleasant, sweet way about her. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. She, uh, she can have an edge if you cross her, Yep. but she's just a very, you know, sunny person typically. And I really like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's. You know, the people, girls who are very friendly, you know, and clearly like their, their looks haven't gone to their head. It's funny you say that because with Cliff, that like, that's a huge thing for him. He was super friendly Mm, as well as he was a really, really friendly person. And that I do, I find it hugely attractive if somebody is friendly rather than being someone who is standoffish or doesn't seem to be as excited to meet other people and be mm-hmm. out. And I, I don't know, I guess part of that maybe is being extroverted too a little bit, but I've heard some women online say that they want a guy with like a golden retriever personality. 
Interesting. Which is, and so this, I think this would be like the female version of that. Okay. For me, at least. Yeah. You know, and that's so anyone who says like, oh, Beckler likes, you know, sweet, subservient women. No, it's not that. It's that, it's that like golden retriever sort of. Yeah. Attitude, but just in a woman. I like that. A genuine smile is a big indicator of that. And that's why I like a smile. And, a nice smile. And it's because it does, it, it you can reflect, it, it reflects for me, you can tell when it's, it's like a fake smile versus one that's more genuine. It's like somebody who's just genuinely happy, I think, is is a nice, you know, someone who seems to enjoy positive. life. It's positive in that way. That is. It's a very attractive quality because it's contagious, I think. That's why. Right? And, like, yeah, and it, I said the opposite. I, I said I don't like arrogance. It's kind of the opposite of arrogance. It totally right? is, yeah. So, in some ways. So that would be the most attractive quality for me. Yeah, and that's funny because it's basically the same for me as... We're discussing. Nice. Yeah. People who go. are just nice. Being uh, a good, nice person. And Shauna podcast. Just got a message from friend of the show, Helen. Uh, it is 927 as I read this. She says, I've been lying in bed for the last 10 minutes trying to figure out what kind of dog personality I have and why I'm still single. That's. Maybe that would help you, right? You could. What kind of dog personality? I mean, we know how. People from our generation feel about their dogs, right, Shauna? Sure do. Yes. Do you think if you, like, if you went on a dating app, and I'm, I'm talking out of my ass here, I know nothing about dating apps, but you just said I'm like a, you know, I'm a bit of a cocker spaniel. Like, would that, would that speak to people? It would probably it, would, yeah, because yeah. yeah, dogs do have very distinct personalities. Sure. Known to, so yeah, for sure. D- Dalmatians, I think, are known to be a bit of an asshole. Okay. So that's good to know. Mm, yeah, you probably wouldn't want to self-identify with that. Like a bulldog, yeah, or a pit bull. But like golden, <laughs> saying golden retriever is always like everybody loves golden retriever. Same with black labs, right? Just great, great dogs. Any of the lab family, being honest. Yeah, labs are great. <laughs> a chihuahua, little, little Sparky. We're watching this show on Netflix right now. McKenna and I were really digging it. It's called The One. Mm-hmm. You seen that? No. So it's it's based on this company that creates this technology where they can DNA match you to your one true love. Oh, wow. So you all, you take a test, you send it in, and then if your match somewhere in the world has also taken the test, it'll pair you up, and then you can decide if you want to act on it. And it, it explores a lot of really interesting questions, like what happens to marriages if someone takes this test. Yeah. Um, interesting. You know, sometimes it comes back where your, your match isn't... The sex that you were attracted to, and like wow. all kinds of, so it's it's interesting. I don't know how plausible it ever it would ever be, but it's uh it's an entertaining show so far. Really, it's a British show. We're really digging it. Hmm. It's called The One. Sounds fascinating. Yes, might have to look into that one. Uh, in show news, we're planning to get into the Beat Lab into the studio next week and record a few more soup parodies. We sure are cooking up a couple of them right now. Yep. Got some in the crock pot going. They're simmering. Yeah, they are. We're going to record them with our producers so they sound a little better. Also, do you know what today is? It's X929 day. Oh. Right now, as I look at the time, by the way, it is 929 on 929. That's weird. Wow. Yeah. yeah, look at that right on the bottom of the screen there. Yeah, 929. Let us know if you like these soup parodies or not, by the way, because they are a ton of work. And if you're, if you're skipping over them, <laughs> we won't do them anymore. We'll save ourselves the trouble. No. Um, no, you love them. You know you love them. It's about soup. It's about soup. You, everybody, what's not to love about soup and soup parodies? Come on. The Beckler and Shauna podcast, along with those soup parodies, brought to you by Shane Holmes.
Here's an interesting thought, actually, that our uh, that our boss brought up. I mean, depending on how old you are, parents are probably a little bit older, right? I mean, my parents are in their 60s, but if you're older than me, your parents might be in their 70s or 80s yeah. if they're still kicking around. Um, and our, our boss mentioned Shane Holmes' customization and the possibility of designing a house uh, that would work well for an aging parent to live with you. Yeah. You know, like what they call granny suites or in-law totally. suites or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I was, I don't know if I told you this or not, Sean, but I was browsing some high-end homes recently and I saw this $2 million house and on all three floors, second floor, main floor, and the basement, it had a full, beautiful kitchen. But it wasn't like a legal suite situation. Wow. And it was in a neighborhood where I know there are uh, many immigrant families. And I looked at this and I wondered, is this a house that's designed for um, multiple families to live together in? Probably. Hence why they each have their own kitchen. Smart. Because why else would you need a full kitchen on all three floors? Yeah. Um, so there's all kinds of unique living arrangements, especially as we see more people try to get by with uh, just the cost of living Absolutely. and the cost of housing these days. Yeah. But that's the great thing about Shane Holmes' affordable customization is that they can make it work for your family and your situation. And your lifestyle, yeah. Chat with them today, shanehomes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was just reading about the, the Buffalo Jills, which, by the way, is the name of the cheerleading team for the Buffalo Bills, which is clever. Name. Clever name. Um, but they have some super strict rules when it comes to what they can do. And so many of these different cheerleading squads, if you read about them, they all have like really strict rules that they have to adhere by. Codes of conduct? Yeah, some of them are a little bit a little bit ridiculous. Like, I forget which cheerleading crew is actually forbidden from wearing pajama pants ever. Like, not just at work, but they're not supposed to wear them ever out. Like, you're in they're public? Not, in public. You're it's not probably supposed a good to be rule seen. for everyone. It really, for- <laughs> I agree. I agree. But like, having to say that to your cheerleaders, like some people would be like, well, I, you can't tell me what I can and can't wear outside of work, but they will try. It's kind of interesting. But the Buffalo Jills also, um, they're not allowed to say certain things ever. Like what? Like when they're out in regular conversation, they're like, there's just words that you should not say because it makes you look a little. So here's the words, dude or guys, they're not allowed to say, which is interesting. Can't say guys? They're not allowed to say guys because I guess that's seen as slang. They're not allowed to say ain't (laughs) or pee (laughs) or I seen it. Okay. Which just kills so, me. So no rural Saskies then. No rural Saskies are allowed. Uh, it's just so fun. We were just making fun of I Seen It as just, uh, it's like this rural thing that a lot of Saskies do. And my boyfriend actually used to say I Seen It a lot. And yeah, so did McKenna. A lot of people still say that from rural Saskatchewan. And you're not allowed to. If you're a cheerleader, apparently it makes you look a little... <laughs> So they have an image they want to uphold, hey? Yes. It probably doesn't even pay that well. No. Right? The job is like, here are all the rules you have to do, and we're not going to pay you that well either. But they just know that there's so many people, like, chomping at the bit, I guess, to do that, that they're like, oh, yeah, well, if you you don't like it, then don't. It's funny which words they they really are strict about, you know? Ain't. Not any swears, but. No. I seen it. I seen it. Yep. Come here a minute. Hey, Terry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, come. Oh, my God. Come here a minute. So. Also, my mom, uh, we've talked about this before, but she hates the word pee. She refuses to let me say the word pee. She prefers pee-pee. She thinks that's, oh, that's less harsh. Nope. And to me, that I'm is gonna disagree. pure disturbance. I know. Like, But yeah, she would love this list. She'd be like, yeah, I told you, Shauna. See, you can't say pee. But you also yeah, can't be Saskatchewan. 
So there you go. If you ever want to be a Buffalo Jill, Beckler, not going to work. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.